guys, and welcome to the Rookie Investor Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about how you can find the next company that is going to go up by 10x in value. I'm Phil. I've got Gareth here with me. And Gareth, finding a 1,000% growth in a company, a 10-bagger, a Easy. retirement income stream. Ah, oh, the dream. That's like winning the lottery time over. This, 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 is, this is such an easy podcast, Phil. I don't even know why we're doing it now. <laughs> uh, this is uh, the dream. The um, reality, of course, with investing is there's winners and losers that it's not easy to get. But there are examples of companies that have the level of growth, that, that sort of 10 times magic number. Um, what we want to try and go through today is figure out how do you figure those ones out? How Where are they? Um, are they easy to find? Are they hard to find? And what you, should you be looking for in a company if you're looking for a company that's going to have that level of growth? So the first question, Phil, give us a couple of companies that are there. Companies that have done it, ones that uh, guys know about. Uh, Netflix uh, listed, I think, $16. I can't remember the year that they listed, but they're now... Uh, they were pushing four hundred at one stage. You're probably about three forty now. Wow! So sixteen dollars to three forty is what two thousand percent. I always assume the companies <laughs> are going to be sort of thirty, forty years on the stock market, but Netflix old. is. <laughs> it, it must only be a couple of years. Like Beyond Meat listed. I know. Uh, two well, weeks ago, it's up five hundred percent already. We've spoken about this in another it's podcast. Insane. And that is one we could almost do a show on. It's that <laughs> it's the sort of to me, it's the the modern mindset of investing. There's a celebrity element to investing, uh, or there's a, a high risk, high return element where you have people flooding the market who may not fully understand the process of investing, but hear about something and flood the market with money, and so you suddenly see these really unbelievable <laughs> levels of growth. I mean, I don't think anybody can say beyond meat. You know. FOMO. Yes, fear of, fear of missing out. out. Absolutely. It drives so many things in the world. And I certainly think it's involved in in stock investing. We see it in, in the cryptocurrency world as well <laughs> at the moment. There's that sort of um, mad sort of uh, gold rush to try and make as much money as you can before you get out. But uh, Netflix, that's a really interesting one. Um, you'd spoken before about Apple, which is, you know, for most people they go, yeah, well, of course it is. But, you know, Apple's gone through a lot of ups and downs. But, um, yeah, their their stock price has come up significantly uh, over, I think, when when did they uh, when did they go public? It was probably uh, the... Not sure when they went public. Was it around, 70s or 80s? It was, yeah. I think they're just shy. Their listing price was about 22. And I think they're pushing that 200 now. So they're pretty close. Um, yeah, they'll... they'll but that would have been that. a longer term, a longer term sit through. Um, Microsoft, we were just speaking about that. That's not there, is it? Yes. No, Microsoft is interesting. S- strangely, it's, yeah. It's, um, it's about 140 at the moment. But there's all these things like stock splits, how they reissue shares, and they have different grades of shares as well. I mean, um, Berkshire Hathaway is a great example. Its A-class stock is like $300,000. <laughs> to purchase it. Wow. So they did a split so other people could get in and, and um, you know, buy stocks. And I think that's at 200. So, you know, trying to compare, that's really, really interesting. But yeah. uh, another one, Tesla, I think listed for around the $18 mark. Um, even now, after they've taken a bit of a hit, they're at 220 Wow. Um, that's and, another one that's had pretty significant growth. Very 2010. They, yep. they, they okay. listed. They yep. pushed so nine years. Yeah. Um, Amazon's probably one of the best ones, I think. Um, I might have a look up now, but I'm sure Amazon listed around the $20 mark. 
Wow, imagine getting in at that it's, stage. Um, <laughs> and, and of course, at the time I was unlisted and up until very recently, it, it was it was um, losing money hand over fist. It was uh, incredibly unprofitable. 97 at a price yeah. of $18 a share. Oh, what's it running at now? $1,800. Oh, pushing oh, pushing oh, 1900 oh, oh, oh. That's beyond this podcast, isn't it? It's like oh, 10000 That's insane. Percent. Yeah. That's, I mean, look, that that's a that's a complete a, a complete sort of out in its own <laughs> business, as we all know. Um, but if there are happen? companies out there that do it. Yeah, no, no. It, look, it's it possible. can happen. Beyond Meat is a great recent example. Um, Bitcoin is another uh, example, and that went through a significant uh, growth period. There are examples of stocks that do it quickly, but I think realistically, we have to be talking about a longer term gain with uh, that sort of growth, I would say, for most businesses. Well, longer term, it seems like, uh, you know, Netflix, Tesla, those are sort of have been around for at least 10 years anyway. Yep. So it's probably, you know, a 10 year gain. But having said that, um, what cryptocurrencies has done for the stock market, um, that's going to be an interesting side effect because these guys, um, you know, used to seeing 30% gains in a, yep, in a currency in a day. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, people jump on, on stocks with that same mentality of, of growing. And, um, you know, stocks come down to supply and demand. If more people want Absolutely. to jump on something, they can feel like they're missing out. Yeah, you, you could. I agree. I've no doubt. Uh, absolutely. There's going to be companies where that happens, where there is this great shift, this very quick shift in the stock price, not so much to do with anything that they're actually doing, but to do with that fear of missing out value of um, <clears throat> enough people collectively jumping on at the same time because technology allows us to do that very quickly and also allows us to have something in our pockets, our phones, which gives us access to stock markets and the ability to buy and sell instantly. So I agree, there's this whole other world, which which, which again, is, we always say this in every <laughs> podcast, but there's another podcast in that, yeah. which is you know all about the, the complete unknowns. But um, so really from all of that, the question that I'd have is, um, how hard is it for companies to get to, to, to generate 10 times their uh, their initial stock, stock price. price. So, yeah. yeah, it's it's um, just so people are clear. And, and um, you know, I've heard people caught up on this before, and it was kind of a mistake I made when I first started investing. Um, you know, amateur amateur moment. Um, you know, when I first started buying stocks, I, I thought that you actually purchase a stock from a company, mm-hmm. um, but that only obviously happens in IPO, and you you purchase a stock from other investors. Um, so in a way, it's really the company has uh, you know a certain amount to do with it. Obviously, producing good results and new products and um, being popular. But again, it comes back to that investor sentiment. Mm. If you get a, a good bull market like we've got now, um, and a company does reasonably well, it, it doesn't take too much for it to um, you know to go up. Even it, go with the Netflix example again. That's um, that's pushed two thousand percent. They're still losing money. Yeah. They're not. Yeah. <laughs> they're not generating profit. They're getting some good users. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it, it's an interesting, you know, area where, you know, that market sentiment is sort of, um, you know, has a big impact on it, but there are some things that, you know, you can look out for that kind of sway in your favor and yeah. some commonalities that all those stocks, um, sort of have. I will get into that. And I think that's part of this chat is about giving you out there the, the tools, the ability to sort of think in a, in a sort of a bigger sense about, what things do I need to be looking out for? And really, the, the kind of stuff that we've spoken before 
um, about when it comes to investing in in stock markets. It's that there is a set criteria. It's not just a stick your finger in the air and sort of guess it or you know just read the Financial Times and it tells you what to do. There are some very key principles and sort of key steps you need to take when you're looking to get us any sort of a stock, but particularly one with the sort of growth that we're talking about today. And um, yeah, the whole point around and it's, it is quite interesting is this idea of. Uh, companies that aren't making money being being incredibly in demand in terms of the stock market. <laughs> Amazon is the the best example of that. Defies all odds. Uh, Amazon was was is is a failing was a failing company um on paper, um yet was one of the most popular stocks, increasing in value continually. Now of course it's all come good, and what seems to be happening is a lot of these companies are able to bank. Uh, positive investor sentiment on future growth, uh, which is a you know is a is a fairly new thing in the market. I, I would say that the tech era has brought it. Traditionally, you know, you have a company that has worked, it makes something, or produces something, or has a service, and that service goes on. There's there's year on year growth. Um, they then decide to launch onto the stock market, and they do. They uh they they go public. Um, and investors want to know every year how much they're making. If there's a drop in profits or profit warnings, there's an issue. Amazon booked that trend, and I think we're, we are going to see that more and more for the reason that Phil outlined, which is there's a demand, there's an appetite for any, for big increases in profit. So if somebody thinks they've got this unicorn company, this great billion-dollar company, they're going to hang in there because they're going to get a payday at the end of it. Uh, much like people that bought, you know, bought Bitcoin back in the very early days. <laughs> That was nothing. Who would ever think to buy Bitcoin? And very few people did. But the people that did are probably now millionaires, or quite a few of them are. And with 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 Amazon, it's the same. People could see that there was a model there that was going to get bigger and bigger, even though it was losing money. So to look at the sort of things that we need to consider, I suppose, you know, we can slightly throw the rule book out <laughs> as the first point, which is, you know, we can't be looking at companies that have year and year growth, that have a stable, a stable company or stable business model because that doesn't exist anymore uh disruptions the name of the game uh, and uh, what you need to be looking out for are are companies that are more about cutting edge and more about continually uh, improving themselves uh, we've spoken about uh, pinterest as being a, a, an example of a company that's done that airbnb is a great example of a company that uh almost disrupts itself on a regular basis. So they're always coming up with new ideas from the staying in people's houses to now creating these unique holiday experiences. And, and they'll go on and do more and they've got an opportunity to link up to so much more. So I suppose from my perspective, the first thing to look out for is companies that have that appetite, that desire to change and grow and develop. Gone are the days when we're looking for the same thing to be happening year in, year out. You almost have to be doing it weekly. How many stories do you hear about Tesla coming up with a new, oh, model, a yeah. new project? Yeah, absolutely. Netflix releasing new content, yep. um, different types of content. Even the artificial intelligence show you thumbnails based on your data points that they've collected to try and get you to yep. click on and watch that, um, you know, watch that particular film or TV show. Uh, but I've just been checking out some other stocks oh, yeah. to, to um, put it in perspective. And there's a massive thing about the FOMO that's really picking up. And I think I found a one that's broken the records and it's Afterpay, it listed... Really? It's currently trading at $21 a stock. It listed two years ago at $1. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> at $1. Afterpay, wow. That's Australian. So we talk about yeah. US stocks. No, this is, yeah. Having it, but 
Yeah, that's. I mean, that, that's a great example. That's well, you know it what? We a criteria for everything. I was about to say everything we're gonna we're gonna talk about. Um, so I think the first thing is innovation. What they did is come up with a very innovative product. It was a different way of looking at, uh, in effect, loaning money. I mean, it's a it's a money loaning company, but they do it in a way that uh, very different isn't 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 money isn't money lending in any traditional sense yeah. and actually makes people feel a lot more comfortable um my wife has used it uh, on a couple of occasions and it's 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 a much nicer and more pleasant way to to be able to buy something um if you don't have money at the time so that's a that's a smashing one i mean that that kind of yeah to me that's all about that innovation that's what they did they 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 threw out the the, the rule book and they disrupted a market which was money lending you know and, and they made it into a very different model so great example um i suppose the next one probably to talk about you know it's always still important is profits i know amazon um, Amazon sort of broke the rule book, but we're really talking about the important steps for people to take. You know, it's not just about, yeah. I mean, you're not going to find an Amazon every year. So let's, you know, <laughs> that's probably not the best example to take continually. But so profits fail. What sort of things should people be looking out for? Yeah. So, yeah, the first one, finding a, a company that's always innovating. Well, first, I've got an innovative product and, and they're always innovating. Um, the next ones, uh, yeah, profits, probably not the main thing is probably more um you know getting sort of the the users and just generating that revenue um, and i say that because the the profit margin for um amazon is quite low i don't, i think it's around let's have a look at their spreadsheet um their balance sheet sorry the other day and have a look at their data and i think it's about five percent um profit they make from their sales it's razor thin for which yeah. is minute yeah but because they achieve that at scale yeah um it's what they're able to do with that um so looking at how they generate money um now um how they can grow that is that like global mm. obviously amazon's mm. global netflix yeah. is global yeah. um afterpay is going global as yeah. well uh so yeah it's a universal kind of concept and how can you um, improve that into the future and i mean amazon can always um you know take advantage of price if they wanted to do that um, you know, in, increase the price on their website. Even, even if they done a ten percent increase, I, I don't think they'd cop much of a loss at all. No, I agree. Uh, Netflix is another example. They're priced quite well. Yeah, I think they can put a price increase. They've got room to maneuver. Yeah, and, and afterpay, afterpay charges businesses about six percent for using the services. Yep. Um, you know, potentially to do that, or um, possibly charge the client for usage, or yep. you know, so they've got that universal appeal, and they've got that opportunity to sort of increase their profit margins yep. um, well into the future, which is um, really really important. Yep, and um, obviously Tesla, I mean. Their profits on on their car would have to be. I haven't had a look at the stuff, but when your minimum car's what one hundred and fifty grand, yeah, um, you, you've got to be making some some cash in there. Some yeah, engine in there. And look, that's a absolutely <laughs> that's a that's a, a slightly different model because it's the car model, which yeah is is about selling a smaller number at a higher price. But but the same principle applies. Tesla has pumped money into R and D to uh, see significant growth uh, and, uh, you know, lost a lot of money. And we had a very sort of strange period last year where Elon Musk was turning up to investors' meetings uh, and sort of uh, <laughs> acting all very sort of strange and odd. We should but get him in for a podcast, right? I'd love to get him in as a for a podcast. Yeah, I, he probably wouldn't want to do that because we're too little, but that's all right. We'll, we'll, 
we'll be the rookie we'll, we'll, we'll be the rookie investors let's shoot him <laughs> in email. we'll get i'd like to get branson in actually that'd be awesome but yeah so um definitely i think it's it's the the yeah the, the profit margin thing probably isn't isn't as much much of an issue um the other thing that come, came out of what you were sort of talking about is 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 also the thing to consider and look for is room for growth so you know if you're a company like tesla i suppose is is one extreme where tesla are are so ambitious that you know that that's it's it's, it's almost to their detriment <laughs> in some ways but yeah. you know they're always looking for avenues to develop so tesla's part uh is it has a number of different companies that are, are either sister companies or are part of a, an overall umbrella or under the umbrella of tesla i'm not 100 sure but there's a boring company there's the hyperloop there's spacex which is <laughs> which is successfully launched uh sort of a couple of times now so that's really taking off um and they've of course typical elon musk they've created an incredibly innovative rocket uh it's actually it's a world first as you'd expect yeah, yeah he doesn't do anything by halves but so as an example of a company, you know, I think irrespective of whatever else happened with Tesla, we'd all have confidence that they would always be innovating. Um, Dyson, the UK um, uh, vacuum cleaner uh, creator. Well, it's almost hard to pigeonhole them to vacuum cleaner. Now, well, no, that's it's, it's not. No, that's right. Yeah. To me, they're actually now a tech company that produces yeah. appliances. They're not an appliance yeah, company. Brilliant. That's a great example of a, of a modern, very much like Tesla, uh, where um, you know Dyson is. Uh, and the, I think they, they spent about two hundred million a year on R and D. There was a recent program where they basically got this nameless facility in in England, soon to be Singapore, um, and in there is the R and D guys, and it's incredibly protected. They have to leave their phones. They have to. They have notebooks. They have to leave oh, wow. in. Yeah, lock it in. Oh, the guys weren't allowed into film, so they weren't actually allowed into show. It's it's a nondescript building with nothing written on it. You wouldn't know. So it's all very. It's all very secret squirrel that stuff first Willy Wonka. It is. and they're trying to keep the recipe for that it is. That's, but that's what it is but i suppose that's the reality <laughs> tesla i'm sure is the same but that's the Probably. reality of these companies but so there's another example of a company where you'd have confidence that they're able to increase the avenues for money making because what you don't want to be doing is looking at companies where you think you know is, is there anything more they can do levi's is going to be uh, it's going public this year levi's they're sort of somewhat limited i mean in terms of clothing you know i know that they've done tie-ins and i think with, it can with do, other companies it can but do well but whether it's a 10x stock no absolutely and that's what we're talking about i agree absolutely from selling jeans that'd be it's crazy. not i mean they 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 were on the stock market um and uh, uh i think removed, got well, removed themselves. removed themselves yeah had a new buyer remove themselves it actually raises a really again. good point around why they probably won't be a 10x stock is uh, everyone that we've mentioned so far, like Netflix, um, Tesla, and Afterpay, um, what they've done is they're market leaders. Like, they're well and truly market leaders. Like, there's daylight between them and anyone else. Like, I know Disney's starting to put up challenges and Amazon Prime, but yeah. the runway that Amazon, uh, that Netflix had before these other guys even had yeah, a look at that yeah. field was massive. Light years ahead, um, yeah. Tesla were so far ahead before these other companies said, you know, we should start looking at this. Uh, I think only, um, you know, players are starting to look at Afterpay now and trying to replicate yep. something simple. And that's just the nature of business. Yep. But these guys are so far ahead. Uh, and I think Facebook will be a, a 10x stock. It listed at $38. Yeah. Um, 2012, it's pushing 200 now. So that's, um, you know, that's over 500%. 
it's going to take a bit more time. But again, it's it's a massive market leader yep. in its space. It acquires anyone else that's kind of coming up. Well, that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So looking for something that's just so far ahead of of the competition um, is really important when you're when you're looking at this. Like Amazon, I don't know what the next thing is. It was nothing until maybe Alibaba sort of come along. 20 years later. I would say Ali, yeah, Alibaba is the, is the closest. Um, but because Amazon is so all-encompassing, they almost sort of have this umbrella over a large number of markets. So they've got the book markets. Well, who's competing in there? Not really anybody anymore. There's a couple of companies in Australia, like the, yeah. the book depository, um, that, that, um, that are out doing what they do. There's... Uh, you know, a couple of the larger um, um, sort of bookmakers. Um, so they've sort of nailed that area. I suppose in the tech area, I could see them coming under more competition. In Australia, there's the likes of Kogan. Although Amazon is now going, and again, this is back to this point about companies that can innovate tend to be ones that are going to see that growth. Amazon are now looking at drones. They're now looking at new ways to deliver yeah. cheaper more effective ways to deliver and if they can crack that they've suddenly got to leap ahead of everyone else again and that's the real yeah. brilliance of these companies and the and the, the people that run them is that they understand it's you have to continually be changing and that's exactly what netflix netflix started um as competition to love film um and and other providers like that and, and netflix i believe started as a dvd provider do you know they still moved got into two online. million customers paying for dvd subscription yes you've told me There's that which is amazing which is awesome ever. i love that i think that's brilliant guys go home and check your bank accounts and cancel your subscriptions but are they still getting the dvds they're not getting the DVDs. People are just paying. Oh, wow. I'm, I'm sure they just signed up to a monthly... They must have, and they just don't look at their bank accounts. And, yeah. That's amazing, because I'm going back to using DVDs. That's really... I've got kids. It's so much easier. Yeah. You can... Yeah, it is. Yeah, we, yeah, we'll, we'll have them here. Um, and also, the only problem I find in Australia... Sorry to go completely off the, the topic. Yeah, well, but, maybe Blockbuster now. Uh, kids going... Well, there was yeah, there was a story on <laughs> there was a story on Triple J, which is an Australian uh, radio station, and it was about a um, a DVD store in I think it was Cairns. It was certainly somewhere up, up sort of Northern Territory yeah. sort of way, and um, they actually ended up reopening because everyone was wanted wanted DVDs. But what yeah. they said was they said we tried to change our name from a video store to a DVD store. People hated it. Oh. They would always call it the video store. Yeah, so yeah, I don't know if there's if there's a nostalgia thing, or if there's a people are just turning away from technology. The big issue I find with uh, the 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 online providers of of movies and things like that in Australia is you're quite limited. You don't have the same range of stuff that you oh, do in in the close. US particularly, but also in Europe and you know UK. Yeah, where I was based, and um, that's where there is a bit of a loss in a way. So I do think that's sort of sort of lacking. But um, look, absolutely. Innovation, Netflix, Habit and Oodles, Afterpay. Afterpay is a really interesting one because they haven't really fully innovated, but because, as Phil points out, they're so ahead of the game and, and there's only um, there's no one that does exactly what they do, actually. There are other similar providers now that are coming into the market, but um, ZipPay being one. Yeah. But it's a slightly different model. It's not the same sort of model. Um, <clears throat> so until someone else comes to um, sort of tackle them, they're, they've got the free reign. They'll be on to the next thing anyway. Absolutely. And that's, and, and, and that's the thing where that's, they get the head start. Thing. And that comes down, I suppose, to the next point, which is the management culture and who the management are. Is that something you would look at, Phil, when you're looking at companies? Would you look at who's managing? It's the number one thing okay. I'd look at. Yeah. If you're looking for a 10x stock, you want to find um, a CEO or management team that's one, ideally the founder, um, 
or to their um, an entrepreneurial CEO. And, and the reason that the founder's good is because they just have a different mentality. This isn't just um, their retirement. This is their legacy. This is what they've built. This is, um, you know, you can't put a price on that sweat equity yep. when you're, you know, you're eating, um, you know, pasta and stuff and $2 a day. So you can build this concept that you want to bring to life. And, um, you know, people that, that are running companies that have, that have come from the beginning, they don't give that up too easily. And, and they know what their process was. They were thinking of their players. You know, the guys that started Netflix would have been thinking about taking down Blockbuster. Yep. So they know that their competitors are doing the same. So they're always adapting and always um, doing product uh, development. So, you know, Tesla with Elon Musk um, is a key founder. Uh, Jeff Bezos and, and, and Amazon, um, Nick Moller and Afterpay. You know, these guys are founders and CEOs. So mm. that's probably one of the most important things. Um, that you can look for when you're finding a 10x company. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. No, that's Absolutely. great. Yeah. No, that's it's just massive. On that, I think another sort of thing on, on to sort of support what you're saying is a lot of the tech companies uh, bootstrap. So they start with very little money. Amazon famously, uh, it was uh, Jeff Bezos started as a, as a bookseller at the back uh, out of his garage, um, you know, with his car driving around delivering books. Um, do you want to know an interesting fact? Oh, God. Their, you uh, know I do. Yeah. So when they launched their first uh, version of it, yeah, right. Uh, there's a thing when you're in a startup world is just um, you know launch before you're ready so yep. you can get customer feedback. There was actually a bug in there where if you put in a minus book, you got paid by Amazon. If you put in <laughs> minus one and the book was worth 20 bucks, you would get paid $20. That's amazing. That is pretty good. When did, did people know that at the time? Or did that I don't know how after? many people knew That's that. But awesome. it was in, uh, in his book I was reading about the first version and things going horribly That's wrong. That's incredible. I love That's, that. That's amazing. Yeah, no, that's cool. <laughs> and you can actually go online and um, pull up the original. Have original you ever looked at the original websites? Oh, of all these they companies? are disgraceful. It's horrendous when you look oh, back at what, what, what you thought was innovative as well at the time. It's amazing, yeah. But um, look, we won't, uh, we won't sort of uh, go on to too long as we're kind of getting to the end of this one i think the first thing out of all this is yes there is opportunity for 10x stocks 20. they're definitely out there there's almost a question mark over whether they're going to become more common because of the fomo effect into investing and the open access that everybody has that the world has to investing through uh, platforms and apps what to look out for in a company. So yeah, you can definitely get there. What to look out for in a company. Um, you know, we talked about diversification. Uh, we talked about the sort of management structure that's in place. We talked about opportunities that companies will have to grow. Uh, what else did we cover, Phil? Ah, just as long as you remember that management. Management is management really key, if, yeah. And if they have a global product yes. that multiple users across the world can use, that's going to be really key. Yep. So... What I'd say is get online, start looking. Um, Phil always talks about the best thing you do is look at what you have in your house, look at products, look at services that you use. That's a good starting point um, just to get your head into that space of thinking about companies in that way um, and then start researching online. So there's definitely uh, opportunities out there. If anybody has any questions around sort of 10x stock companies or, you know, uh, has any questions of, of, of any more detail on how to actually sort of search those out, um, drop us a line. Uh, we are at cheekyinvestor.com. Uh, we've also are on Facebook, Cheeky Investor, and on Instagram. So through any of those platforms, you can drop us a line. We've also got uh, a link uh, to sign up to our newsletter in this podcast. So make sure you do because there's also lots of other 
really good information that we give out in terms of the latest um, IPOs, amongst other things. That's, um, um, that's exclusive info. I do a, uh, a written, it's called Renegade Wealth um, each week. And it's just kind of my thoughts on, on the market and, um, you know, a bit of personal development stuff that I've experienced in, in terms of performance as well. So that one's actually exclusive only to the email subscribers. So, uh, yeah, definitely jump on there for a bit of an alternate uh, thinking on the universe. Cool. All right. Thanks for listening. Nice ending. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thanks, and uh, we'll hope to catch you next time.